Podcast in Excelsior. I'm one of your hosts this week, Brian Blade Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd, Agent Mobius Fortner. What's going on, man? Oh man, maintaining, man, maintaining. Grateful to be above ground, both arms, both legs working, so I can't complain. Once That's again, right. You know, day starting to turn out to be beautiful. How you feeling today, man? Man, I am. More alive than I've been in a long time, so I'm excited. I'm excited, man. New, new chapters starting soon. Old chapters closing now. Talking about Marvel, Loki, giving our top seven this week. So if this is your first time joining us, we don't do top tens, man. We don't do top tens. <laughs> top tens is a waste of time. Top seven's where it's at. Top seven. But if this is your first time joining us, Todd and I host a video game show. Sometimes we talk about video games. We've been playing the news and roundtable. Sometimes we talk about uh, top seven and we give a subject and we give you our top seven things in that subject. This week is a top seven where in honor of Loki, we're breaking down the top seven Marvel shows we would like to see come to reality. Like top seven Marvel shows we want. You've done Loki, you've done WandaVision, you did Captain uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, now we want to see these shows that we're going to list out on here. They did Modoc on Hulu, and that's brilliant. Uh, that right. is absolutely brilliant. I, I never in my mind pictured ever that Modoc would ever have his own series. Most people don't even know who Modoc is, but I think that's absolutely hilarious. And then they did it in that Adult Swim robot chicken way, which with that adult humor, which I was like, that was a, that was the way to do it. Pat Oswalt voice and mode like that's the way you do that because modok is a silly silly character he's a giant floating head with little arms and little legs and that's what i love about modok he's ridiculous um, right. but yes todd what else is the what is the number one rule about skip the tutorial though hey man we welcome welcome and welcome you are welcome but we talk about whatever the fuck we like that's how we do that's what's part mm-hmm. of the thing you know what i'm talking about um 100%. Fact, like this week, i'm gonna probably i'm so so grateful for my Beauty, I asked her to come up with a, a list because last week we had top seven um, favorite movies and yep. that we liked as as kids. And we got a lot and of I'm responses on this too. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely we're gonna definitely read some more lists at the end um, once we finish it up. But uh, me feeling, even though I'm feeling kind of, I'm not gonna lie. I was feeling a little. I woke up this morning feeling like a, a weary ape from battle, yet grateful. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, old Arthur, feeling like it's in my arm. <laughs> old arthritis, it felt the like arthritis. Morning, a little bit. I'm getting old. At least you, you know don't have but... the touch, as the old folks used to call it. I got a bit of the touch. <laughs> what does that mean? That's the PC I way. I woke up real grateful. I woke up real grateful though to be with the tribe, hang out with you. You know what I'm saying? Be part of this grand hustle and uh, get the, like going through these lists. Sometimes it just brightens up the day. Hundred percent. My sister's top seven favorite movies from childhood would have to be number seven was Willow. Number six, Cinderella, the black version with Brandy and Whitney Houston. And yes, I still have the VHS. Oh, my my wife also loves that movie. And as a gift to her, I bought it on DVD because it's not available anywhere else. And we watched it one night. 
Hey, I'm just my sister silly as fuck because I know she still has it on VHS. It's fucking beautiful. Number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Classic. Number four. This number four, we talked about this as soon as we finished recording. I forgot to mention it. Even in the also runs, I always put it aside in its own category. But Mortal Mortal Kombat. Yeah, dude. Uh, we know, mean you both talked about up. it. We're like, how players did we forget it? Right, right. And I'm still surprised my sister. I need to watch out for the far dick joke so much. I didn't really I thought my sister stopped listening to the show. But anyway, number four was Mortal Kombat. Number three is Pretty in Pink. Number two, Goodwill Hunting. And number one, Silence of the Lambs. And I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, Silence wholeheartedly. of the Lambs. And I'm sure if she were her she'd have also runs like Aladdin, the uh Little Mermaid, uh Beauty and the Beast, all the whole Disney everything but yeah, i'm interested to see if your sister's been watching clarice because we watched the first couple clarice. episodes and liked it and i was curious to see if anybody else like i liked it personally but i need to go back and watch well, the whole thing my sister's like got that for it she went mm-hmm. and got a forensic psychology high degree like it's interesting uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. hey i've got a list real quick too <laughs> because i think we want to upfront this list real quick because it's a patreon response Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Hawk yeah. on Patreon, he gave us his top seven child- childhood movies. Number seven was Three Ninjas. I completely blanked on Three Ninjas. I love Three Ninjas. Like, absolutely. Number six was Half-Baked. Classic. I love, I love Half-Baked. Man, damn. I, I forgot about it. Yes, sir. Me too. Yes, sir. I actually think I saw Half-Baked later in life, too. That's the crazy part. And I That's love Half-Baked. As as I, I think I saw, I'm tripping. Honest as fuck it is. He kills that Maui, horse. Wowie, He kills that horse. Maui, he goes, you monster. He's a diabetic. Fly me to the moon like that bitch Alice Gramson. It's kind of hard being black and gifted. Sometimes I just want to throw it all down and get lifted. It's such okay. a classic, dude. It's I love Half-Baked. Uh, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Especially he goes to the, he's a, he goes, hi, my name is Dave and I'm addicted to marijuana. And Bob Saget stands up. He goes, that's not an addiction. It just. You have a suck dick for weed. <laughs> that's so good. Number five was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. 100% class. I love Fear and Loathing oh. in Las Vegas. Number four was Belly. Ah, oh, man, I forgot. I love Belly. That's a classic too. Three was Casino. And I was like. Yeah. I watched Casino a lot, too, when I was, like, 12, 13 years old. See, Casino, like, I, I chose Goodfellas, but Casino was right up. Oh, man, it's yeah. a beautiful list. Keep it going. Casino has one of my favorite scenes in a mobster movie of all time. It's Joe Pesci and his brother being driven out to the cornfields. He's doing the narration, and in the middle of his narration, he gets hit in the head with that bat, and his narration stops. And he just, ugh, and he hits the ground. That's such classic. Number two is Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. And, oh man, classic! Yeah. And number one is Jurassic Park. Real shit, real shit. Or as real they shit. say in real that TikTok shit. audio, Jurassic Park. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck TikTok. Uh, anyway, um, not like that. Not like that. But you know, <laughs> it's addictive. TikTok. Like I try yeah, to stay away from it, but I feel like I got arthritis in my arm. But I don't know. Right? I'm talking about TikTok. Get out of my TikTok. Get out of my yard. <laughs> Get but, uh, out my yard. What are you, Clint Eastwood? Bring back my AOLs and my MySpace. Um, <laughs> are you Clint Eastwood from uh, uh, Gran Torino? <laughs> but yeah, man. But uh, the black version. But, so, but nah, he, he pulls out I that love, lighter and they shoot him, man. I was like, I That's love sad. the fact that the people's comes with the list, bro. Don't that make you feel good? Yeah, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of them too. Like we got a lot I'm of lists. About it. You know what I'm talking about? So you know, even if we don't get to them all, you know, right? We we may, we may, but uh. We appreciate yeah. you. 
Were you excited about this list? I was, dude. Once I started breaking it down, I was like, it, it's that creative part of my brain where it's like, how would they do this as a TV show? And then I started thinking about it, and I was like, this is how they would do it. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was super excited. Uh, this, again, is our top seven Marvel TV shows we'd like to see come to fruition. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll leave it up. To I was going to let you. I was going to let you start. Also, if you, I, I already did like a, a first breakdown on the first episode of Loki reaction. That's on the Patreon. I, we'll probably talk about it once the whole season is complete yeah. here. But um, if you want to check it out, check it out there. Whatever first initial reaction. But that's part I think what did inspire this week's episode. So yeah, we, if you don't mind doing the honors, you know, busting no. that champagne bottle, bro, I would really appreciate hearing what you got to say. Sure, man. So my number seven is I would love to see this specific series brought in a Western, hard, mature rated style animation series. This is what I want to see. It's Immortal Hulk. I've been talking about Immortal Hulk for a year and a half. It's absolutely like one of my favorite runs in Marvel of all time. Like very quickly getting into that weird like green zone and getting into the different personalities of Hulk and just kind of the violence. And then, you know, you've got the master in there and or maestro, you know, and just like all of these different things that occur in mortal Hulk, the bringing back old villains from like the golden age of the Hulk era. And it's just, it's such a dark and twisted book that, and I think the only way you do this, I don't think you do this live action. I think it has to be animated. A hundred percent. And I was hoping to talk to you about this before we recorded, but I am glad that you brought this up. My list is in light of of live action inspiration by Loki. I, my my list has no like anything to do with animated films on on my side of it. Like I that that's a whole separate list because a lot of stuff I think they've already done well. Um, yeah. And, and, animation and with the shift of live action all of mine are going to be live action so this is this is my only animated one the rest of these i want to see live action but in the reason i say animated in this one specifically is i think you could get a lot you could get away with a lot more of kind of the grotesque nature of this book with animation and i think you could really push it to where it needs to be and you know, the level of violence and bringing back like Alpha, the, uh, or what are they called? The Canadian group, uh, Alpha Flight, like having Alpha Flight in there and just like all of those different things that, uh, make this series so terrifying to read, but also so exciting. And especially uh, like Hulk's like personality and going into his inner universe. It is so fascinating and I love every time they do it. So yeah, that's my number seven's Immortal Hulk. I, I was super excited about hearing that. That was almost on my list. And and as I go through the, my list, you'll be I'll, I'll explain why I didn't make it because I had to make a choice. But Immortal Hulk, yeah, that's of course we want to see. Um, flip sidebar real quick. A big part of the reason why I did want to stick with live action on my list this time was because I this Loki episode impressed me, and really the whole catalog with Disney building up to Loki building the whole thing together on what they have been able to do in an environment where I'm like, well, how the fuck is Disney gonna really tell a deep story where they don't have like reins off a little bit where you might have like a Netflix with a Castlevania series where you can really animate it wise get yeah. into the gore of it all. But that's not really a child's you know show either. A kid could watch yeah. Castlevania, but it's not the same. I think I'm enjoying the fact on how they're pulling together certain stories, and I'm interested in seeing how they pull together certain stories for such a, a broad age range and how they can still captivate maybe all aspects and i think they did like again they did a great job there it didn't feel like a child's show 
Yeah. But it also feels like I wouldn't have felt like my child couldn't watch it. But yeah, I say that and start out my list with actually I'm cheating on my list because it's not like something that hasn't been done. In fact, it's in the works actually now. A couple of these are uh, to be announced already uh, Marvel shows. My first one to start on the list number seven is going to be Moon Knight. Yes. Um, it's that upcoming, you know, crazy motherfucker with, you know, psycho powers from Egypt. Moon Knight's and, insane. Yeah, they haven't they haven't released the, uh, they haven't announced the release date. You know what I'm saying? But it is definitely upcoming. And it's probably complete and utter bullshit. But the last thing I had heard was like they were looking for Keanu Reeves to play Moon Knight or some shit Dude, like that. Dude, I would love Keanu which, Reeves as Moon which, Knight. Right, in a way that would be perfect and insane, just based on what he did in Constantine. I would be extremely excited about how he yes. put that character together because Moon Knight is fucking ridiculous. He's supposed to be like a. It's just so many ways they can go with it, and these with what they're doing with these shows. Like I wasn't expecting anything from Wandavision. Enjoyed it. It was incredible. Civil War is like probably a fan favorite. I I I love Civil War, but I mean the Falcon and Winter Soldier could have went totally sideways for me where I was like, I'm not fucking with it. I enjoyed it. And based on the first episode of Loki, I'm like, damn, what are they gonna do with Moon Knight? So my list starts out with number seven. I'm very excited to see and looking forward to what they do with that character. It's a, a character that uh I, I don't think gets enough play and if introduced correctly, could have a great fan base, depending on who the main character is. Like they choose to be, I think casting is crucial in these these shows. But yeah, hundred percent, man. And Moon Knight's like one of my favorite Marvel characters because the guy is just like him and Nick Fury never get enough credit for being who they are. Because it's like the idea of Nick Fury, like a lot of people don't give Nick Fury the credit because it's just like you have to understand Nick Fury is like the secret agent Batman in the background who's got plans to take out everybody in case things go sideways. He's always got like plans atop of plans. And one of his plans is Moon Knight. Think about that. If the entire Avengers go crazy, one of his backup plans is just calling Moon Knight in. That's how crazy Moon Knight is, because he will do anything. And he's nuts. He is absolutely nuts. And I love it. It's one of the best, like, people don't ever give Moon Knight enough credit. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, my number six is kind of in the idea of seeing Venom and Carnage return to the screen. I would love to see a kind of bring Venom to the MCU's uh, TV efforts and do a King in Black series. That King in Black that's, series is that's, by that's far my one number of, one. That's my number one. What really? That's my number Dude, one. Dude, I'm so I'm, just, yeah, I'm so sorry. My that's my no, no. You're good. You're like you're good. That that look that it's my number one. No question about it. Completely excited. I love what Danny Coates did. Me too. Um. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite runs ever, or like already any storyline. And I think if you did, especially that was one I went back and forth on as far as like, well, that would have to be animated. Now nah, put the challenge on them. No, put if the they challenge do that on shit it. With with Fox with Venom, I'm interested to see what they do with the the sequel Carnage. I I enjoyed the first Venom. I purchased the first Venom. Me too. Venom just to support. I think it was well done in consideration that that shit could have been. Like complete trash, but with Tom Hardy pulling it together, I really enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to what him and Woody Harrelson do in this next film. And if that comes out halfway decent, then if they did a spinoff with the, you know, this this is a fantasy one. That I don't know if they'll do, but if anybody would hear it and put it in the ether, King in Black is the dopest damn one. It's amazing, you, dude. If you can't read it and go get the comic books, at least check it out on Comics Explained. 
and just listen to it yep. and watch what the fuck is going on. It is one of the better Marvel runs ever. That's my number one. So we cheating ahead of time. Um, Dude, we, and Namor's like that. That gives you the opportunity to bring in Namor because he plays such a large role in that King and Black run. Like just an incredible like. Namor's in there. The fucking X Men are in there. Captain America's in there. Silver Surfer's in there. Thor is in Black there. Black Cat, heavy. Black Cat, all that shit is in there. It's fucking amazing. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah, it's and if you could put in it, I think it would play better as a series as opposed to a movie. I think That's what I think too. And as a series, it will be. You already got it laid out for you. And, and the way you started, like already. Amazing already pictured it is the way you start it is with that silver surfer prequel where silver surfer gets abandoned on that lost planet and accidentally unlocks the king in black like accidentally reawakens the king in black that's such a beautiful moment because like you know if the surfer is terrified of the king in black it's like you gotta know how terrifying that is like if surfer's terrified then you gotta know how terrifying that really is surfer ain't terrified of nothing like and all things come together like booty cheeks, my friend. That was so, my number six. What's your number six? I went back and forth on this one, but as far as being excited, again, what they could do with it, Ironheart. Um, yes. Now, this one is the one, though, where I can't wait to see what they do with it. But I don't like I, I feel like with Ironheart kind of how I went into Loki, I think. Yeah. And I think Loki is the reason why I put Ironheart on here. This is another to be announced. We don't know when it's going to come out, but I am interested to see how they work on it. I mean, I did read a little bit of this run, but it didn't really captivate me. I'm actually looking forward to the show and to see what they do with it. And if, me it, too. if it can even capture like, you know, audience like me, you know, what I'm saying if it's possible, maybe it's not meant to. So we'll see, but I'm excited about seeing what they do with it. So, uh, Ironheart number six, bro. I'm all on board on that. My number five, I picture as a horror anthology, a horror anthology series in the Marvel world. What I titled it tomb of Dracula, a blade series. That's what I want to see. I would love a horror anthology with tomb of Dracula, like all those old, like seventies, Marvel horror stories, like come to real life. Like that's where like, you know, certain things like a character I'll mention later on was born, but I would love to see this in reality. Like the idea of like Halloween comes along and, they, and I'm not talking about make, make it super hardcore. I'm talking about like the horror anthologies we watched as kids, like a little tongue in cheek, a little bit of Crypt Keeper, maybe even having the character of Blade introducing the story almost like the Crypt Keeper or having Dracula introduce the story and having a wraparound story where Blade's always trying to kill Dracula, but Dracula Dracula's telling these stories, these horror stories from the Marvel Universe. I would love that concept, man. Like, just the idea of it. Like, And I love Blade as a character. I just watched the 90s Blade a couple of weekends ago and it still holds up for me. It's like one of my favorite movies. And bro, here's something I forgot about. Wesley Snipes' Blade, that dude was cold in that movie. He, he oh, was yeah, cold, Listen, bro. Listen, man, we, we, we don't have to get into this in depth, but you know I truly believe in the theory that that's what started the Marvel run. Me too. 100%. Not that silly Captain America movie from the 90s. No, fuck no. <laughs> that movie was so cheesy, bro. Uh, what is your number five, sir? Okay, this is another cheap one because we've already had it, but I need them to bring it back like motherfucking problem. Yes. Daredevil. 
Yes. Specifically, because they already got the cast. I need them to bring that shit back, right? And I want them to bring it back. I, I think it's like an 86, 87 run, the Born Again storyline. Dude, with classic. Devil, they, yes. They already did it right. And I think the Born, if they brought it back with the Born Again storyline, that'd be a perfect way to reintroduce it into every, you know, 100%. The Marvel Universe under Disney's umbrella. Um, Now, how they going to cross that over? Because Netflix. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That like yeah. some of my favorite scenes in Netflix. I don't know if they'll be able to do that in Disney, but Disney's kind of stepping up their game on it a little they bit. Are, I mean, they are, man. I mean, that place a little bit of the violence with a little bit of like just good writing. <laughs> um, I mean, you got to so think about know. like how trippy that uh, WandaVision really was, where they really they took that to kind of the extreme a little bit, and even some of the, like the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like a lot of those scenes were just like. It's like they're stepping it up, man. Like these Marvel cinematic movies, like these Marvel cinematic television shows, if you will, is part of the MCU. Like every episode's like a mini movie. Like they have the budget for it and they pull it off and it it doesn't feel cheap. It doesn't feel second thought. It doesn't feel second place. And unfortunately, I think that's what happened with a lot of the Netflix series is, you know, they felt kind of, especially when you got to, oh, what was it? Uh, Iron Fist. Like that was just oh god that's yeah. just one of the worst fucking shows I've ever seen ever I was so yeah. disappointed that's the one that I mean I tried to watch what is it, Jessica Jones which is actually a decent comic and the show wasn't horrible but I, I just lost me um, yeah and even uh you know Power Man or whatever fuck you know what I'm saying the black guy from Brooklyn oh yeah yeah, um, yeah 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 Luke Cage Luke Cage the first season was dope yeah uh, because because they got the new blade in it with to me that yeah. uh, second season kind of faded to me but yeah I lost track what's your number five man oh I'm on number four four my fault number four is I think there's something that the teens need I think there's something that the teenagers need I think Disney needs to capitalize on the CW-esque style TV show and I think that the way you do that is you go back to the early 2000s when they were doing the teen manga-style books. And I think you do Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane. I love this book. It is. It came along around the same time as like The Runaways. And I loved both of those, like those little manga-style books that they did. And I was probably a little too old for this book. But Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane was dope. Like it was, it was funny. It was clever. It was tongue-in-cheek. It was very much like a early 2000s Disney show with Marvel characters. And I think that they capitalize on that. And because it's mainly told from the point of view of Spider-Man and Mary Jane's relationship, you don't really get into Spider-Man's outside activities much, but you get into her constantly being like, why is he gone all the time? And it's that teenage drama that is like, it's sometimes fun to watch. And I especially think you capitalize on the CW style, but you capitalize on the nostalgia aspect and you do it like an 80s teen movie. That's what I want to see, like an 80s teen comedy. That's what you do is you just take it to that level. I think it's brilliant. I think that, I think you could capitalize on that all day. That's, that, is, that is brilliant. The only thing I would have an issue with would be, oh, yeah, shout out um, Ox again, man. I was not sure the other day, but really appreciate you, man, which is weird. That, that might have sounded weird. No, but no, no. anyway, like it's weird that you brought up that story, man. Shout out Hawk, especially for bringing up uh, uh, Half Baked. And every time anybody says anything about C- CW, I think about when Dave Chappelle was like, "Welcome to the WB, yeah, welcome back, niggas." <laughs> With that frog being the most racist shit ever, in the history. Michigan uh, J anyway. Frog. Yeah, but other than that, brilliant. I, I love, I love <laughs> it. I love it. 
I love it. I was like CW. CW. Ass nigga. But anyway, um, yeah, so what am I on? My number four? Your number four. You already touched on this, so I don't have to spend a lot of time on it. You brought up Immortal Hawk. I went strictly with Maestro. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the one where storyline with Hercules in it and being but that Maestro series as far as on Disney. Again, hundred percent. Kind of, some of these choices are directly, directly influenced. I just watched Loki last night, and I would it activated my brain in a way like, okay, well, if they can do this with this type of character, what could they do with a maestro? Like for sure, period. like solely focused on that and make a storyline. Another one which you could run is almost like an alternate universe kind of run where it wouldn't be plucked from like the films necessarily. It could just be a side timeline aspect of it. So I would. I mean, I think we all just want more good Hulk stuff. There's there's an inner rage in a lot of us that connects to the Hulk, man. And when you bring up Marvel, you know, whatever, you know, if you want World Breaker Hulk or Immortal Hulk, man. Or, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. We just I think a lot of Marvel fans just want good Marvel, good Hulk. So, yeah, that's my number, uh, what, four? So, yes, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, even though She-Hulk is coming, um, I am kind of excited to see what they I do am. I'm, I mean, I am too. I like She-Hulk. I always have. It's his cousin. Like it's the which is kind of Hulk's weird. cousin, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, she, yeah. I'm from the south. Well, because I'd like to see, I'd like to see She Hulk. I'd like to see them bring in other Hulks too, like the Red Hulk, like Thunderbolt Ross and stuff like that. Like first, <laughs> are you first cousins or second cousins? If you're second cousins, it's okay. If you're first cousins, you may want to move to the hills and hollers. Like, you remember that? Uh, you remember that scene in Wolf of Wall Street when old boy when Leonardo DiCaprio yes. was talking to his partner, talking about so you know I heard you were married to your cousin. Yeah, just like uh, uh, yeah, come on, man, come on. That was so... like, he's like, are you really married to your cousin? He's like, yeah, but it's it's not what you think. It's not like that though. It's not like I mean, our kids aren't. Oh my god, I love Wolf of Wall Street. I need to watch that soon. Uh, my number three. If DC's not gonna do it, let Marvel do it. Instead of Swamp Thing, give me Man Thing. Give me a Man Thing series. Bro, I love Man Thing. Like, that movie... That's that, what she said. That is, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Man Thing is a total rip of, like, Swamp Thing altogether. Like, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's just got more horror elements to it. Uh, but, yeah, give do Man Thing, man. Like, I'm, I'm 100% on board. I love that cheesy sci-fi movie they made back in, like, 2003, 2004. The idea of this, like swamp creature it's not as good as swamp thing and it never will be but i love it i still love it for what it is like swamp thing has the philosophical edge to it and i think that's where they messed up on that dc television show i like that dc show but i think where they messed that up is they didn't take from the alan moore stuff like they didn't take from the philosophical like into the green swamp thing it was more kind of the like hearkening back to the west craven swamp thing which was i like it I like the Wes Craven one, but it'll never be the Alan Moore. I want a real philosophical show that takes place in the swamp. That's what I want. Give me Man-Thing. Give me some horror. Give me some philosophy. Sell it to me. That's what I want. That is my number three. Dopeness. Dopeness. I love it. So get straight into my number three. It's going to be, I got. I can't have a list without X-Men on it directly. Yep. Not indirectly, but it's the Age of Apocalypse storyline. It, it's one of my favorite storylines. And as far as this is an alternate reality storyline that I think wouldn't impose on whatever kind of introduction that Disney chooses to do when they finally put X-Men back out that 
I think would be well done for a TV series. It just would be dope, like especially mm-hmm. with what they can do with the timelines. I mean, Wolverine has one hand in this. I remember this vividly as a child. The artwork was dope. And I think um, it's just different ways that they could play with it and break it down into a dope-ass series, putting the pressure on them with the technology that they have now, with the way they could make that shit look. Uh, X-Men Age of Apocalypse would be fire. That would be awesome. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely my number three, bar none, is one of my all-time actual in-hand reads of a comic book. I just enjoy the the way that that, uh, reality played out. So, yeah, X-Men Age of Apocalypse. Man, I think they're coming out with one of those at some point. Yeah, man, I'm all on board with that too. I love Age of Apocalypse. I love that comic run. I love the introduction to that movie. <laughs> they, they, but after that, it just lost me. Like, it, yeah, like they fucked it up on a movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if they did it, TV show, show. That's that's the. I'm glad you broke that down too, because that's that's the caveat to this one. They tried it with the movie, but they fucked it up. Not they didn't fully fuck it up, but if they like if Disney yeah took it and did it with a show and did it right now, it's like what Fox did. It, it, like Halle Berry, man, I just I would I'd rather have watched Losing Isaiah. I, they right. put her the way she looked at Losing Isaiah and the X Men Apocalypse, and it would probably be more entertaining to me. It was just some choices in that where I was like, you know, this isn't what's up, and it like Wolverine doesn't need to have a hand in the yeah. Age of Apocalypse yeah. series. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be gritty. Like they're gonna need to put some work in. They might need to use. They need to bring cable over. They need to bring. Yeah, like they need to do a bunch of stuff. Think about how much they can dig into that and the dark aspects of it, and it kind of turns the X Men on the head. It it crushes the. It's almost like an Age of Ultron run where Ultron actually wins in that environment, but it's just darker. And Apocalypse is that dude, and it's just I think it would be dope, and I think it would be something fun to watch as far as TV series. But that's just this kind of. Made up, but also this is one I want them to kind of refix again. So I kind of cheated there. But that's my number three. Bro, no, I'm I'm 100% on board with that. My number two, I'm 100% tired of them trying to do something with the Fantastic Four. So I don't want a Fantastic Four. I want a Doctor Doom series. Give me a Doctor Doom series. Make it Breaking Bad style. Like, where he is 100% the villain. He sees the world the way he sees it. He wants to make it the way he wants it. That's what I want. And I want the Fantastic Four to be the villains in the movie. Like, I want to relate to Doctor Doom's insanity. That's what I want. The genius. I mean, you could totally do that like a Breaking Bad style where he is Heisenberg. Like, has a normal life and just slowly becomes corrupted over time. Like, and then, you know, gets his powers, the cosmic powers, and he just goes all in. That's what I want to see. Like, you build it up from season one where he's just a normal scientist working with Reed Richards. And then as you're going through season one, in the very last episode is him donning the mask. That's what I want to see, and then you take it from there. That's what I want. I want a Doctor Doom series. He's one of the greatest villains of all time. He's one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe all time. At this point, just do it. I don't care how you do it. Stop doing the Fantastic Four. I understand the Fantastic Four is like Stan Lee's like favorite creation, and I understand that like the Fantastic Four is something they've been trying to get right for a long time, and I know about the rights issues, but I want to see a Doctor Doom straight up. That's my number two. Doctor Doom. Amazing choice. Favorite, great. I'm so glad you put it on your list. I think that's a beautiful fucking choice. I, if they ever get it right, to, t- to tell it from his perspective would be a great idea, I think. 
yeah. instead of going from the Fantastic Four side. And that's the same thing way I feel about Fantastic Four. Like they never really they haven't gotten it right. They haven't got it's just you know. I mean, I, even though I did like the uh, Jessica Alba version because I had a thing for Jessica Alba. Fair enough. Yeah, At I think time, they're though, fun movies. Like, that's the only white woman I would ever try to dip in. I'm you know, my black beautiful queens, and now look at me. Anyway, uh, but no, that's great, bro. Seriously, I love that fucking choice. Um, and yeah, since sorry, we already did my number one. This is another cheat one, but I mean, and I don't. I was looking for it. I couldn't find the the date. Maybe somebody else can of it coming out. But this is one that is supposed to come out. And I mean, obviously, that's Black Panther, and 100%. that's my number two, bro. Like, I'm really. This one has a lot of pressure on it, though. You know, yeah. Ryan Coogler with them sitting selling. I mean, signing that five year deal, and. With you know the loss of Chad with Bozeman as Black Panther, I'm interested to in see what they're gonna do with it. Um, I feel like in a major way, this was a movie. The original movie opened up a lot of social consciousness in a proper kind of way, and I mean a proper debate. Other than you know, other some aspects, some some dirty aspects came out like with what they did in China and everything else. But like, uh, might need to cut that. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to talk about it, but no, but no, man, Black Panther, man. I, I mean, the reality, I know this isn't what they're gonna do with this show here, but what I would actually personally have liked to see them do with the Black Panther would probably be the interla- intergalactic empire of Wakanda storyline. Yes, um, I think that would be a real dope spinoff and, and fun to do. I don't think they can do it. I, I think from what I would hear, maybe they might bring Siri in as Black Panther, which I think would be dope too because they have had the female um, Black Panther and I gotta just trust Ryan to do the thing right or see what they do with uh, Winston Duke's character Mbaku if he's gonna be a bigger part of the universe or whatever. Yeah. But whatever it is, this is one where it's probably got the most pressure on it because it's the one that I mean I gotta see in the universe how they carry it on but I am excited about it and I mean I, I hope you know be grateful to be above ground to watch it so that's my number two we already docked out my number one which was King and Black, by far, by like that would be the dopest shit ever, crossing all boundaries. Hundred percent. So you know what I'm saying. That's pretty much my list, bro. What, what you got for your number? Number one. I love comedy. I love The Office. I imagine Marvel meets The Office with this series. It's Damage Control. I'd love to see Damage Control as a comedy series about just cleaning up after the superheroes. Kind of even do it like the faux documentary style of The Office. That would be beautiful to me. Like, I just, that would be something that's like, you're doing all these weird things. I get it with it. But how about some lightheartedness? Because Damage Control is like some of my favorite limited runs of all time. I think they're hilarious. Like, they're some of my favorite books of like, uh, all right, we got an emergency call out in New York City. What happened? Oh, the Hulk got loose. Crap. It's like, how much do we have budgeted for this? Call Nick Fury. We need more money. Like, it's just, you know, the idea, like, that even Hercules in the Marvel Universe has to end up serving, like, his community service with damage control because he goes on a drunken tear. Like, so that's your community services. You got to go help damage control. Like, bring in some of the B heroes to just occasionally pop in the office. I could imagine that, like, Greg Daniels from Space Force setting that series up. I think it would be hysterical like absolutely hysterical especially with like his run on king of the hill the office and space force like as much as i love those shows like bringing some reality to the marvel universe because that's what invincible did was it explored what happens to real people because of these superhero fights but nobody talked about the cleanup 
And then the idea of having damage control be in there doing the cleanup and just basing all the jokes, you know, I think would absolutely be genius. I would love to see that as a series. Thousand percent agree. I think you're a bit of a genius, my brother, which is why I love doing this show with you. That's why I cannot wait again to hear other people's lists. Did you have like a also runs to go along with your list or anything? I didn't really have a lot of also runs on. Yeah, I mean, I had a I had a few. I mean, it was more like X Men, like you had mentioned, Black Panther, like you had talked about doing a series, um, Squirrel Girl. I would really like to see. Yes, that would be dope. I would that also. Would be, that's a great one. I would love to see Deadpool Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe brought to like some form of animation. Because it's so silly. It's so over the top and ridiculous. I'd also like to see like kind of more sillier stuff. Like the whole like, I don't know how you would do it. But like bring in the love triangle between Thanos, Deadpool, and Death. And just just kind of make that, you know, Deadpool versus Thanos and see where you go from there. Like some of that stuff. And then Astonishing X-Men I'd like to see. I know we talked about that, but that was that Whedon run. And then I'd like to see them do New Mutants right um like an actual tv show i haven't watched the movie yet i heard it sucks but i'm still probably gonna watch it like eventually lady saw it. she said it really actually wasn't that bad she's pretty critical of shit like that she's not even a big fan well i'll so. probably watch it then i think it's on hbo streaming so because i watched yeah, it is i watched dark it's phoenix and dark phoenix was terrible like that was yeah. I tried, watch, I tried to watch Dark Phoenix five times at least. Dude, I, I made it about thirty-five minutes into that movie and just shut it off because I was like, "This is absolutely horrible." They did bring Dazzler in. I always thought Dazzler would make for an interesting like live-action show, like get into kind of like the musical side. I think that would be kind of cool, but you know, it just depends. What about you? You got any awesome runs? Uh, I just, I mean, characters, I like, I didn't really have too many. I'm, I kind of reversed it. If they could fix Fantastic Four, Silver Surfer, and, yeah. and like something with I would Ghost like Rider. to see a Silver Surfer and Ghost Rider. Yeah, like if you just yeah. took the, the early uh, cartoon with Silver Surfer, but once again, the the reason why a Silver Surfer didn't make my list probably had a lot to do with, um, I, I, I guess they, it probably the hardest one to do live action where I wouldn't look at it a little bit weird but i mean this is also one i i don't know like this list was a little bit strange but hopefully it'll be fun for other people to make lists as well yeah uh, i kind of did anything else i wanted to go ahead and run through a couple of uh lists from last week before we bid in a due and give these people back their time and their beautiful day to do their thing who's ever fucking with it absolutely let me let me i'll do bob's list real quick um his number seven little mermaid number six toy story number five shrek Number four, Wild Wild West. Number three, Happy Gilmore. Number two, Spaceballs. Number one, Austin Powers. Honorable mentions, Emperor's New Groove, Independence Day, Space Jam, Airplane, any other Adam Sandler movie, Rush Hour, Spy Hard, and every other Disney movie. And he says, yes, I know. I was clearly born in the 90s. <laughs> it's a good list. Fucking love it. Shout out Boobies Bob, my dog. Shout out Boobies Bob. I'll go ahead and go through Curtis's list of his top seven movies from childhood from last week. Number seven, The Five Heartbeats. I love that movie. My dog. I love that movie. Number six, The Waterboy. Mandula Island. Got a number five, D2, The Mighty Ducks. Fucking classic. I thought I was the only one who put D2 over D1, but I love D2. Dopeness. Dopeness. Number four, Above the Rim. Classic. My dog. Classic. R.I.P. Bernie Mac. Number three, Terminator 2, Dopeness. Number two, 
Coming to America, fucking ghetto hood classic around the world. Number one, Sandlot. My dog. Yes, indeed, that big ass dog. And he says, too many also runs the name. A lot of them uh, were mentioned by you guys on the show. Had to make an edit. Hold on. Had to make an edit because I forgot about uh, a movie that I still quote to this day The Five Heartbeats. All right. So, yeah, man. I think, was it? Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, We got one other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that one's, yeah, yeah. You want to read Chris's? Yeah, I'll read Chris's. Uh, Not in any order or rank, but Transformers 1986. Absolutely. American Ninja. I forgot about American Ninja. I love American Ninja. Uh, The Adventures of Robin Hood. Yep. Uh, Short Circuit, man. Johnny Five is alive. Tron, I love Tron so much. Uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and the Blues Brothers? Big ass, big ass, big ass, big ass nipples. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I forgot about the Blues Brothers completely. I love the Blues Brothers. It's by far one of my favorite. Like I was actually the other day, I have Blues Brothers soundtrack on vinyl, and I was listening to it. Uh, some also runs from him: The Never Ending Story, Highlander, Voltron, Fleet of Doom, absolutely. The Bill and Ted movies, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Train Spotting, Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Gremlins, many Western war films, many Clint Eastwood films, pretty much anything. Disney, uh, The Matrix series, Total Recall, Conan the Barbarian and Conan the mm. Destroyer. Uh, my neighbor Totoro, he saw these later in life, spirited it away, and Pulp Fiction. I'm 100% on board with those lists. Fucking beautiful, man, and I always appreciate it. Absolutely. A big thing. It's about the tribe, man. You already know what time it is, man, but I think, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. That's it. Let us know what your top seven Marvel TV shows you'd like to see come to reality. Hit us up. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com, facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod, Twitter at stt underscore pod. And of course, you know, you got the Facebook tribe there if you want to join that. That's what I got this week. Todd, anything oh, yeah. else? Don't forget about the Patreon if you'd like. That's, that's yes. cool. Uh, also, um, thank you. Yeah. Anybody that's fucking with Ratchet and Clank this week, please feel free in the tribe. I know some tribe members has got some opinions about it. You know what I'm talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. Definitely feel free to put that out there into the motherfucking universe, and we'll try to go ahead and, and give some first impressions from the tribe next week on that, hopefully, or we'll see how that plays out once we get some more information, if so. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I got, sir. That's it. As we always do before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. <laughs>